Welcome to the Inspirational Living Podcast. If you are looking for unique inspirational gifts in fashion, don't forget to check out our website, bookofzen.com, for t-shirts, sweatshirts, iPhone cases, coffee mugs, throw pillows, and more. Proceeds help support the production of our podcast. So visit bookofzen.com to learn more. Today's reading was edited and adapted from Sowing and Reaping by Booker T. Washington, published in 1900. What I am about to tell you now is true of all the pursuits of life. We get out of every venture just what we put into it. No more, no less. To attain success, we must put forth hard and honest labor. At the back of all success, there is hard, persistent labor. There is no royal road. Those who think there is always fail. No person ever reaped any success in life who did not sow wisely. As each person takes up the serious business of life, they must do something. They must labor and wait. In order to reap something, something must be done. Value for value is the real standard of life's exchange of benefits. Show me someone who is always grumbling, always finding fault with their condition, never satisfied with their opportunities, and I will show you a person who does not appreciate the opportunities in the environment in which they are to work out their success or failure. Hard labor is the keynote to success. One of the wisest things ex-Senator B.K. Bruce ever said was that luck is a fool. So it is. There is no luck. It is all labor and patience. Every man and woman who wants to succeed must learn the process of overlapping. That is, no person who wishes to succeed should be afraid of doing just a little more than lies in the direct line of their duty. They must be interested in their work and the ways in which it impacts the lives of others. No individual lives to themselves alone. You cannot confine yourself to yourself. We are a related creature. We lean one upon the other. When we do this, we establish a feeling of confidence, of appreciation, of helpfulness in the estimation of our neighbors, which nothing can destroy. If a person asks you to do a certain thing which is fair and honest, do that thing. Not only that, but do more. Combine your forces with theirs and win their undivided confidence. This process of overlapping establishes the greatest happiness since it creates a community of feeling and interest without which no person can hope to succeed in any pursuit of life. Be mindful of what you attempt to do is a safe motto for old and young alike to adopt as a rule of conduct. 
Every person should have a definite purpose in life and have a substantial reason for everything they do. It is a useless effort for anyone to attempt to do a thing unless they know definitely what they desire to accomplish. By far the greater portion of human wrecks on the highway of life are responsible for their own failures, simply because they started out with no definite end in view, or because such a view as they may have had was of the vague sort, which is often worse than no sort. Success or failure depends very largely upon the side of life we choose. Every person desires to choose either the higher or the lower side of life. And with that choice, a determination is made to live for higher or for lower things. It is evident that if a person chooses the higher side of life and lives up to this choice, they will succeed. But on the other hand, if they choose the lower side of life, they will fail. As Proverbs says, the way of the transgressor is hard. There is no escape. We should always strive to see things from the higher life point of view. Instead of picking out flaws in other people's character and making unjust and uncalled for criticisms upon our neighbors and their work, we should encourage them in order that they may improve. If there is any good in a person, let us seek to find it. The evil will take care of itself. One of the greatest temptations among those people who live on the lower side of life is to engage in profane, vulgar, and antagonistic conversation. The nature of your conversation largely determines what you are. Young people especially should seek to converse with persons whose conversation and thought is elegant, refined, and open-minded. The influence of unhealthy conversation is so great that nothing can counteract the harm it does a person's character. If you find yourself associated with a person of either sex who has no regard for positive thinking and thoughtful expression, you should rid yourself of that association. If you do not do so, you will eventually fall to the level of your companion. It is true that birds of a feather flock together. Young as well as old people should avoid the habit of speaking ill of others. The person who is always talking about somebody else must necessarily possess a low and cowardly nature. You may talk disparagingly of a person all your life, but if that person be good and honest, you cannot permanently injure them. On the contrary, the gossiper and vilifier usually gets the worst of it in the end. So, above all things, avoid the habit of talking about others. Unhealthy friendships are another thing that will injure a person's reputation. Nothing is so likely to injure your reputation as hanging out with people who are vulgar or unkind in their conduct and speech. Young people especially should never associate with persons whose influence will drag them down, 
If your friendships are not a help, they should be abandoned, because in all conditions of life, harmful communications harms character. Let us remember that the tendency of human nature, at the very best, is downward. If we do not associate with the best people possible in our condition of life, shame and unhappiness will inevitably be our portion. We should seek always the companionship of people who live high, and think high, and act high. Show me a person who entertains high thoughts, endorses high actions, and who possesses a broad and generous nature, and I will show you a person who is respected and beloved by their neighbors. On the other hand, show me a person whose thoughts, words, and acts are low, selfish, and mean-spirited, and I will show you a person who is distrusted by their neighbors, co-workers, and acquaintances. Remember that things seen are temporal, things unseen are eternal, spiritual. Hidden things stand for character, temporal, visible things stand for reputation. After all, it is the hidden things which are most important, which stand for the highest things in the world. Take the matter of giving conscientiously. You will find that the persons who give most generously are those who are depended upon when the world needs them, are those who give quietly, are those who give without being seen. Those who delight in marching up to the table when giving their charity are rarely those who give much. It is the quiet, unseen giving which never reaches the ear of the public, which makes possible the best things in the world. It is not very hard to find people who will do the right thing when someone is watching, but it is hard to find such a person when the eyes of the world are not likely to look upon what has been done. A person who builds a house and gives it a presentable exterior is reputed to be a conscientious and reliable contractor. But if the real character of the builder is to be known, we must tear down the house and ascertain of what the hidden timbers are composed and how they are laid. The character of the builder is disclosed in the quality of their work. In other words, the individual of true character can be relied upon to do their best, seen or unseen, observed or unobserved. It is always the hidden thing, the thing not likely to be seen, by which we can judge someone. It is not difficult to find persons who will speak generous words and be unselfish in delivering a discourse before a large audience, but the way to test the real character of the person is to watch their conduct toward their neighbors, those who come into daily contact with them. How often do we come in contact with men and women, in whose presence we may be only a short time? and are made better by it, are lifted up, as it were. And all of us are constantly having the opportunity of coming into contact with such persons. 
Every time human life touches human life, one person is made better or worse by the contact. We are always surrounded by persons who are made sick by reason of their negativity, anger, or selfishness. People who fall into temptation, who are down and discouraged in the race of life, weary of living because of some misfortune of their own making. There are others who want to be made whole again and be rid of their ignorance, others who want to be helped because of their poverty and misery, people who are suffering in one way or another, craving for the health and strength that we can give them. We have the power to make these people strong, to heal them of their afflictions. We have the opportunity constantly in our professional lives. We can often heal these broken people by a simple visit, by speaking a kind word, by giving them something for which they most crave. If they be feeling blue, by giving them a small bunch of pretty flowers. There are thousands of ways in which we can heal those afflicted in mind or body. The question that thus presents itself to every person who hears my words is this. Are you going to live such a life that when these people in need come in contact with you, look you in the face, they will be made stronger and better by the contact? There are people whose lives are so generous, so cheerful, and so full of love that we cannot come in contact with them, we cannot even steal a glance of their faces without being made stronger, better, and lighter in spirit. Will you become one of them? Start today. The Inspirational Living Podcast is a production of The Living Hour. For free transcripts, please visit livinghour.org. To get 30% off our Majesty program, please go to livinghour.org forward slash majesty and use the coupon code INSPIRATION. Thanks for listening. I look forward to talking with you next time.